host, Martini Jean. This is where I discuss things from matters of the heart to the heart of the matter and share my perspective, even though our perspectives might not be shared. All right, all right, what is up? What is up? What is up? I am back. Let's get to it. Married at First Sight, Season 16, Episode 8, Poised for Battle. Oh, shit. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a interesting episode. All right, so we have, oh, it's day nine of marriage. And uh, Nicole wants Chris, what? Oh, Nicole meets Chris's dogs. Um, and um, they get along. They're good. It, it's fine because you know how dog people are. Like, if their dogs don't uh, get along, then they might not get along and it's detrimental to the marriage uh what's it called went through that i forget what's her name the people from last year last season um justin and whatever his wife's name was um you know they had the dog situation where his dog you know bit the shit out of her little dog and they you know they had to kick the dog out and everyone's like damn son you know for the the quote-unquote marriage to work but it didn't because that was always a rift between them so luckily we won't happen with well it's a different rift where she has to give up her dog for chris's two dogs to move in that's a different story um then we have dom and dominique and mckinley in uh last episode Dominique saw where McKinley left and she was upset that like his place was lackluster and it's not even his place he lives with his friends friends and family he lives with he lives with his friends family that's what it is and he has very little to nothing of his own stuff so she was like damn I don't even know this guy because he's pretty much living a facade and he hasn't, you know, even though he wants to move down here, he hasn't really planted his foot here, despite what's coming out of his mouth, because he doesn't have a place. His dogs that mean a lot to him are still in Mich- either Michigan or California, I forget. So she thinks that he has this like fleeting mentality that he's not going to be here uh, for the long haul. So, <clears throat> uh, Dominique takes him to see her place you know her her place is her own and she's like ta-da here's everything he's like mm, all right cool you know um because he's feeling kind of salty because she kind of like you know dissed him and talking about like oh you know this isn't really your place you know like you're not you're, you I don't think you're really here so he's just taking it in you know it's a freaking you know and her place I mean her place is nice it's 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 quaint but it's not anything to write home about. And she's like, man, I really wish that he would like go around and start asking questions about, you know, what's going on and, and, and get to know me. But I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, looks like a regular place. It's like, it doesn't, I mean, of course, I'm sure there's artifacts there that she can, you know, point to and be like, oh, this is when I did this when I was like, whatever, seven or something like that. She even suggests, she even says something where he's like, oh man, I think, I think he said like, oh, you, you like a lot of white or you like to wear white. And she's like, yeah, because you know, every, my mom refused to have me wear white because, you know, she's a tomboy and she would always come home dirty 
but so that's why she has a lot of white as an adult because she likes wearing white and she she looks good in white um so yeah that's like a little nugget you know for for him to know about her and i get it i completely get it like it's true yes you can look around and um see what's up with her and you know learn about her origin and stuff like that but i don't know she's just suggesting him to like look around and be more enthusiastic because he is kind of blah but i mean for one i mean yeah it's an all right apartment it's just an apartment it's got doors it's got a bathroom just like everybody else does just like every house in the freaking world does but also too like why do you expect him to be all like chipper and happy when you were dissing him like like an hour ago you know he's 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 out of it you know so um and then she asks you know hey you know is this a place that you can see yourself staying in because of course he doesn't have a place and he's like eh, you know we'll, we'll see and that's all he says and she's like all right good talk because now now they're both now they're both salty <laughs> and uh we go to gina and clint uh and they're trying to figure out how they're gonna move in with each other and gina doesn't want to move in because of the uncertainty but but clint is like yo you know we're married and we should have we should see each other like that's how it's gonna work and she, and gina's very you know she's still salty about the whole weight thing and um she's just feeling uncertain about the whole thing so she doesn't want to put her whole you know she doesn't want to put two feet in she kind of has one foot in one foot out uh, we go back to uh dominique and mckinley they're in the car and they're arguing and dominique's like yeah your dogs aren't even here so like you keep talking about your dogs about how they're important to you because he's like yeah you haven't even asked me about my dogs and stuff like that and then now you want me to care about what's going on in your apartment i mean yeah and yeah in your apartment or house whatever i think it's apartment and she's like yo fam like your dogs aren't even here i was like so he's like oh so that makes you think that they're not important to me like i didn't want to freaking just get a place to get a place because that's bread and then that's a lease and all that stuff so i wasn't gonna bring my dogs down here until i found um a no, I, I keep wanting to say resting place that's not it a, a a place to to stay you know permanently and he's like yo like i don't know why you think that like i'm like some poor person like i do well with my you know cannabis company you know that stuff like i have money if, if that's your concern and i'm like yeah thank you for saying that because again he moved from michigan to california which is mad bread and then he wanted to plant his feet in nashville you can't do that without having money you know so i don't understand why that's her concern that all oh, you know he i don't feel that he's secure and stuff like that he's got bread he's got money all right so he's fine and he's like yeah you haven't even you haven't even expressed any interest in learning of my dogs you know they're a part of me or, or their names and stuff and she's like are we really having an argument about your dogs like where we have bigger things to talk about and he's like you know what yeah you're right and i don't know i don't know i'm i know that he didn't say that sarcastically but i think he i don't i'm still trying to figure out if he said that just to move on and and not you know quell the situation 
or be like, eh, yeah, you know, you're right. Or, or you know, just uh, uh, comply to her wishes because, again, she always feels like she has to be in charge. Um, so we go to Clint and Gina. And, and again, she just feels forced. Gina feels forced about um, being, you know, moving in together and um clint's is saying you know hey man i like i really want to make this work and that's the only way that that's gonna happen like i don't understand why you don't want to do it that way and uh, she and she really doesn't i mean yeah it's the weight thing but she really doesn't give a necessary conclusion as to why she feels the way that she does i think it's just because you know, I think the process is really hitting her now. It's like, oh, you know, we did the honeymoon and now we're moving in. Like, yeah, that, that this is what happens, Gina. This is a part of the process. So, like, I don't understand why she thinks that she can just go back to her house and then just like, all right, you know, I'll see you when I see you, husband. That's not how it works. So she needs to, you know, be in the same, uh, she needs to occupy the same space as her husband. Go back to Dominique and McKinley, um, and they they uh, they they go, they make it to the shared apartment. They lug all the McKinley uh, Dominique's things, and you know they're uh, McKinley's just setting everything up, um, uh, and Dominique has her stuff and. And he's like, all right, yo, so, you know, you, you know, are you going to, you going to want this room? You, you, is that bag going to come into this room? And she's like, you know what? I'm really not feeling it right now. And so I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? He's like, oh, this energy right here. I'm not feeling this energy. I'm not feeling this energy. And he's like, yo, well, I'm not feeling this too because, you know, it's like I don't want I don't want us to spiral. Like I don't feel like um I hate you or anything like that. He's like, yo, I don't hate you in the slightest. You know, I've been I feel like I've been spiraling down since the honeymoon. And um he says that you uh, he feels that she wants everything to be perfect and you know everything to go smooth. Um and it's like every day you find something new that you don't like about me and it's a, you know it's affecting this relationship and and you have a lot of expectations and dominique is like no well i expected you to do more i didn't expect to to be the one to keep pushing you um but i do expect i, I didn't expect for me to be the smiling face the supporter it's mentally exhausting and you know i understand that I, i'll give dominique that um and he's like, I haven't complained once when we were on the trip. And I was like, fam, yes, you have. We have you on video. <laughs> you you complained about everything. You didn't want a freaking horse ride. Um, you got shat on. You got you complained. You didn't want to do the, the the sailing thing. But I think what he means is that even though he had complaints, he didn't share them with her. Which to him feels like oh i never complained even though i hated every second of it i didn't complain because i wanted to continue with you know to continue to continue to do the activities with you but at the same time on her end she's saying well okay maybe you didn't quote unquote complain but it was a struggle to get you to do those things because you know it'd be like oh hey let's go parasailing you'd be like nope i ain't doing that you know that's not complaining but it's like you're not really 
gung ho with it, which is what she wanted in a partner. Um, and she's like, you know what, you know, the attitude, the paininess, I can't deal with it. You know, I'm not moving in. I'm just going to go home and take my, and take a bath. And then the producer comes out of nowhere and is like, yo, fam, I was like, you really going to lug all your stuff back down to the car? And she's like, yep. And Dominique left. And it's uh, day 10 of marriage. Pastor Cal is in the house. I think, I don't know. If, is this his first appearance? I believe so, yeah. His first appearance on the show. You know, first time meeting the guests. I mean, the guests, the you know the couples um and then so he goes to eris and eris and jasmine first and eris airs out his grievances he's like yeah you know she likes me more than i like her um and uh Pesacal is like yo you know that's cool but i think you're thinking about it way too much and then he starts saying like yo you know do you guys like are you guys intimate? Do you touch each other? Then Eris goes, yeah, I do skin. And skin. We do skin to skin contact. Um, it doesn't feel forced. And he's like, all right, cool. There you go. That's, that's what we're going to work on. That's what we're going to build on. And he's like, all right, well, tell me what you like about her. And he says, oh, I like I like that you're honest. Um, I like your work ethic. Uh, oh, no, no. That's. No, she. Pastor Cal asks Jasmine, what does she like about him? And she says, oh, I like that he's honest. I like his work ethic. And she likes that she makes him feel comfortable. And he's like, all right, what do you like about her? And Eris goes, oh, I love that she works with kids, that she's a go-getter. And that, she, then that she's family-oriented and she loves her family. And he's like, all right, you know, so... It's like you gotta concentrate on those things, and then you know the attraction will come. Cause you know if you just base it on physical attraction, like it's a wrap for you, you know. Um, and you'll match. And he's like, yeah, he understands that, and he says that you, you, I'm, I'm sure that you guys have matched me with the person that I needed, you know. So I was like, all right, that's cool. That's that's, that's good for him that that he uh, recognizes that. Yeah. So. <clears throat> you know, but, you know the experts matched him with what he needs because sometimes a lot of people don't see that. They only want, oh, how come they didn't give me what I wanted? Well, sometimes you need what you need. You know, it's like if it's not something that you want, you're like, ah, fuck it, forget it. And you completely miss out on what you needed. So we go to Clint and Gina. Um. And, you know, they're talking, Patrick Cal is talking about it and, you know, they're going back and forth about silliness again, uh, talking about the weight thing. And, um, Patrick Cal is saying like this, 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 um, this conversation is absurd. Like, and she's like, oh, we could talk about this all day because she's like, oh, well, how come? Cause he's like, yo, you know, all I meant is like athletic, you know? And she's like, oh, well, how do you know that I'm not athletic? He was like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. I'm talking about athletes. You know, she's like, ah, what do you mean? I'm like, Gina, you're you're not an athlete, okay? You said you run a salon. You've been trying to run a salon for 10 years. When do you have time to be a fucking athlete? You know, she he's talking about athlete, you know, running marathons or doing like powerlifting like, as much as you put time and effort into your 
salon, that's the m- amount of time that that person has been doing to condition their body to be their utmost optimum. That's what he's talking about. That's the type of people that he would date. You're not an athlete, Gina, you know, unless she freaking comes in and says like, oh, you know, when I was, you know, during the, um, whatever, the, uh, um, hometown episode, we see that, oh, you know, I used to be, I used to do shock put when I was in high school or I used to do basketball when I was in high school. Okay, that's fine, but whatever that still doesn't count (laughs) because you're not an athlete you're doing salon shit you know what i mean like i i I know that you are insulted by what he was talking about but like the truth is the truth okay he you know he wasn't saying that you were fat or whatever but you're definitely not but you you can't take away what he's used to go out with (laughs) You know, like that, that's the thing that I'm trying to say. And she can't get that in her head. She can't get get that through her head. You know, she's, she's talking about like, um, the weight thing. And you can see that she's triggered because, you know, maybe she was big when she was, um, smaller and she's, you know, uh, made her way to how she looks, how she looks like today. And that's fine, you know, because she's like, oh, um, he's making assumptions, well, um, no, he's making a- accusations, and that's not a fact, um, to have, like, weight on someone and, and try to assess their, uh, their prowess, and I'm like, okay, fair, you're, you're right, just because, like, you're fat doesn't mean that you're not healthy, and just because you're skinny doesn't mean that you are healthy, but at the same time, like okay there's athletic and not athletic (laughs) and he's saying the ones that he used to date he doesn't see that mentality with you because for the last 10 years you've been working on a salon (laughs) okay you haven't been in the gym every day for five hours trying to freaking you know do a competition you haven't been doing that that's what he's saying but that's why they can say they, you know, well, we can we can talk about this all day, and I'm sure they probably can. But Pastor Kyle's like, "Fuck this shit! I'm only here for thirty minutes." <laughs> all right. Um. So that's the thing. So like, and and that's the funny thing because it's like, oh, you can't judge a person by their weight or whatever and stuff like that. But I'm sure that you've judged people on their, you know, on their current situation because you you might look at me. Be like, oh, this guy lives with his parents, whatever. Oh, he can't do anything for me, you know? But I can tell you, like, that doesn't mean that I'm not a good partner, you know? That doesn't mean that I don't know what I can do for you, right? But for you, I'm not a good partner because I don't represent what you think is a good partner, you know? Same shit with Clint, you know what I mean? He has gone out with athletic people and... He doesn't think you're athletic as those people that he went out with. Yeah, you can say that. Well, that doesn't mean that I'm not healthy I'm not healthy or not fat. Fair. But still, that still means that you are not athletic. You are not as athletic as the people that he likes to date. Same shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can have your preferences and he can have his. Um, And... Pastor Kyle is like, you know, no one should list things that we do not like about each other because that method 
never works and it's true because they came out the gate you know gina was the first one to fire that shot oh i don't like gingerly features mm. you know like you're basically saying that like he's ugly because he's a redhead you know so thanks gina <laughs> for starting that um but he's saying like listen you know if you don't move in it's a path towards your demise so like yo so you so you saying you don't want to move in cool so today is your decision day do you want to stay married or do you want to get a divorce and i like how pastor cal said that because like how are we going to get back how are we going to get together if we're like not in the same space like how are we going to learn let's say we both have nine to five jobs right so like he goes to the apartment and you go to your house and we don't chill with each other for those four hours you know from five to nine or to ten you know learning about each other that's four hours learning of each other the next day eight the next day you know 16 so now like that's yo by the time we get to the end you know what was that like 20 hours whatever i don't know i'm horrible at math but you see what i'm saying it's like we're missing out on um we're missing out on precious hours of us learning to learning what who we are together uh learning what we can do with each other learning our aches or whatever or our praises all that shit we're losing all of that stuff you know just so you know oh, i don't feel comfortable I, I feel that it's forced you know so you, you're basically telling me everything that i need to know because you, it's not that you don't trust the process i mean you don't trust the process but it's not the process it's not the process at all because if you found Clint attractive or if there was another dude, you'd move in lickety split because it's not like, oh no, my house, I can't be without my house because my house is going to go on fire or something like that. Like there's no other excuse for you not moving in other than you don't find Clint attractive and, and the insult that he, that you believe that he said. That's it, because if it was a hot guy, you'd be like, oh, I can't wait to move in and know more about you. It'd be nothing. Like, so don't give me that bullshit that it's, you know, that the process that you feel forced or whatever, because this is what the process is. You signed, you signed probably 10 fucking um, papers saying that you're cool to do this. So I'm pretty sure that you don't like Clint and the insult that he said, and you just went out. All right. So I don't want to hear it all right so day 11 um day 11 of marriage um got nicole and chris so chris uh brings up the thing to nicole saying that like yo you know our leases are coming up on our apartments like in the uh it like right after pretty much right after decision day and he has two weeks no he has like next week to answer and she has two weeks to answer and he's like i would you know instead of feeling forced about doing this i'd let's just re-sign our leases our separate leases for like nine months and then you know we can after after decision day we can look for a better place and stuff like that and she was like oh um okay she wasn't expecting that um See, now this is a tough one because, like, I get it, you know, that, that, because not that uh, someone would feel in duress by doing it the previous way, but, like, 
I mean, the other alternative is to not sign the leases and then, you know, try to find a place as soon as they do the decision day, you know, um, and I, I, it's not forced, but it kind of is, it's kind of like kind of twisting the people's hands one way because yeah, they don't know if they're going to make it or not. So why would I risk that? Like, let's say, you know, in two weeks, they're like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's not, let's not renew our leases. We're going to be good. But then, you know, on the eighth week, they freaking hate each other. So now they're going to be homeless because they, both of them, because they don't have a home. And, um, it's like, fuck, we should have re-signed those leases, you know, because Chris is saying, you know, he wants to be safe than sorry, which I understand. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I get it. I, I, I get, I get, I get what he's trying to do. So, not really mad at it, but Nicole's like, mm, I don't know, like, I don't know how I feel about that. You know, I'd rather, you know, be together as a family because, like, she, she, she doesn't fathom a place where um, they would, you know, be living with each other for the two months, yeah, for the two months right now, and then be able to separate, you know, and have, like, sleepovers and stuff like that until another nine months, you know what I mean? So, it, yeah, I, I would not want to have that conversation. <laughs> we have uh, Shaquille and Kristen. So, Pastor Cal's there, and... They admit there's, you know, very little chemistry between them. Um, but, you know, they're they're trying to work it out. Um, and Pastor Cal says, you need to be more communic communicative. Um, and he says that, you know, we will do everything for you. But we want to know what you're feeling. We'll only know what you're feeling when you communicate it. Because you'll you'll have a feeling and you won't express that feeling. And we don't know what's going on. You know, so, um, so we go back to Nicole and Chris. They're in front of Pastor Cal, and Pastor Cal's like, "Wait, what? You what's what's about this lease thing?" And then uh, they tell him, and they're like, "Okay, you need to start acting like you're married. You know, you need to start acting like you're married, and to not think of that way." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, but what if we don't make it? Blah blah blah." And he's like. Yo, you have to think like you're married, and Pastor Ke uh, Pastor Cal, uh, uh, Nicole agrees, but at the same time, she's keeping her feelings close to the chest because she doesn't want to rock the boat. Um, but it's like, yeah, like Pastor Cal's like, what, what are you doing? Like, you have to act like you're married. So that means you're gonna have to find a place after your lease is up. That's that's it. You you know what I mean? So. Um, because I guess the alternative is like, okay, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. Cool. So let's say you might be doing a self-fulfilling prophecy where I guess, yeah, something happens and then you guys are like, fuck it. And then, you you know, you guys separate and go through your separate ways. And then you'd be like, whoo, you know, thank goodness I didn't, you know, not sign this lease, whatever. But at the same time, did you really give it your all? Or were you always thinking about one foot out, one foot in? You know, so it could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So, who knows? Um, so, with uh, uh, Pastor Cal meets with Dominique and McKinley. 
and they both you know they both they sit on the couch and they literally sit on opposite ends of the couch there's like a huge chasm between them and Patrick I was like ooh you guys look like you are poised for battle and that is the title of that episode you know cue the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing thing like oh here it is um yeah because they were ready to go to war just like "Mm, i have my shit that i hate and she has her shit she she hates and we just gonna go at it so you know dominique you know accused the experts of not giving her who she wanted and um gaining her total opposite and stuff like that and she was like hold on well first she was like you know i'm on like positive vibes only and um I, you know, I don't want any negative energy, and all I want is positivity, blah, 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 blah. Listen, you might be an old soul, Dominique, but you are really showing your age right now. Stop with this positive vibes only bullshit at 25, all right? Grow up, Mrs. Old Soul. You know, that's some Gen Z type bullshit. Like, not everything can be positive. I understand that you want to, you know, stray away from things that don't serve, things that don't serve you. But sometimes you have to go through uncomfortable things to get on the other side. You know what I mean? As Clint said in his uh, diatribe, you know, it was like, yo, you know, we need to go through when when she was like, when Gino's like, oh, everything feels forced. He's like, yo, you know, sometimes you got to go through uncomfortable shit. You know, it will be all right. You know, so, yeah, um, Dominique, you, we have to go through uncomfortable shit. You know what I mean? That's that's what we got to do to go on the other side. So all this, you know, positive, positive energy, positive vibes only. That's very, ugh. That's very twenty-five. It, it, it's very exactly what exactly what you are. <laughs> yeah, she was she was definitely showing her age in this conversation. And um, yeah. And if you want those positive vibes only, whatever, single. I mean, positive energy, blah blah blah. Then stay single. Stay single because it, it sounds like you don't want any conflict or uh anything to talk about you just want everything handed to you already pre-made on a platter and you don't want to work for it and that's it you know so yeah go out with your friends you know have fun you know date whatever get nutted in you know whatever Do, do all that shit if you want to you know praise to you but if you want to be in a marriage there's going to be some tough shit you got to deal with (laughs) you know so she's like you know oh i didn't get what i wanted and he was like what are the top things you you didn't get and she was like oh someone outgoing someone positive someone adventurous um and and uh mckinley was like oh i didn't get what i wanted i wanted extroverted but not as adventurous as uh what's her face as uh dominique he's like well he's like oh so you didn't give us you know the measurement of which one he's like all right yeah you know that's kind of my fault you know and that's what i've always said people you know these contestants guests couples whatever they don't know what they fuck the fuck they want when it because when they ask for what they want and it's given to them they're like whoa, whoa, whoa wait i didn't ask for this yes you did i will pull up your application right now and show you that this is what you wanted you know um so i don't i don't understand like i truly don't understand um and she was like well you know um i didn't want uh somebody that's completely opposite of me and 
uh, Pastor Cal, he came out with the father mode. He's like, yo, what the fuck? He's like, yo, you didn't get somebody that's um the complete opposite of you. It's like, he's like, uh, Dominique, you wanted someone who was who was there for you, who would be there for you, who's a protector, who's honest, who's faithful, and a stable, uh, nurturing man. And that's exactly what McKinley is. And McKinley, you wanted someone to pull you out of your shell, a go-getter, who'll grow with you and enjoy life. And that's exactly what Dominique is. So what the fuck y'all are complaining about? He didn't say that part. <laughs> but it's like, y'all got exactly what y'all wanted, and you're complaining. You know, it's it's like, what's going on? And then she was like, well, you know, I wanted more stability out of him. You know, if he lived in, he if he lived with four roommates, then in the basement, I'd be happier. She's like, what? And he was like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, well, because I would see more stability. That would seem you would have your own space. You would have stability. You know, and she keeps talking about that stability thing, stability thing. And he was like, yo, yo, I'd rather live by myself than with four roommates. And she's like, yo, geez, bro, like, let me talk. I didn't, you know, I didn't talk over you when you were talking. And he was like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. I apologize. And yeah, he he, he was out of, out of line. I mean, I can understand that. Like, you want to speak over the person because you're like, whoa, 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 that's that's a fucking line right there. But yeah, but but when she dropped the bro, the Jesus bro, like, yeah she's not feeling you that way because i remember having a crush on somebody and um yeah i remember having a crush on somebody and it did not uh work out and not work out in my favor like i i, I never expressed it to the person but uh they absolutely hit me with the bro all the time and like and and exemplified it too like bro hey bro and i'm like all right all right i know you don't like me shit but I still like you, um, but yeah, so, so she's, so Pastor Cal's like, she's like, you know what, I'm, I'm just over with this, and he's like, over, what does that mean, over with this conversation, or over with the marriage, and she's like, well, I don't know, so, well, no, she didn't say anything, actually, you know, of course, cliffhanger, so, yeah, so there, so there's that, um, it's, it's, it was a very interesting episode, um, you know, again, I don't change my, I don't change my, um, things, uh, you know, uh, what's her face is, um, Dom's still my boo, that, that, that's why I'm still mad at her, damn it, I forget who my brat was, shit, I forget who my brat was, I think it was, I think it was Kirsten, I think it was Kirsten who was my brat, so she still is, um, but yeah, so, there's that, you know, so, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens next week, but next episode but yeah that's the end of the that's the end of the episode but that's not the end of the show so you know what time it is it is the skin deeps the and self-edition card game we are on this is card number 135 135 and 135 is am i asking the right questions um am i asking the right questions i mean i guess we can get more into like the um the more serious stuff you know just like everybody else on married at first sight because for me i do i do see a future a future with uh soprano and um i guess i should be asking the right questions to really delve in and know who i'm dealing with because you know i want this person to be my forever person and i should know a couple things before 
I get down on my knee and propose. So am I asking the right questions? I think I am. You, you know, we're just taking it day, literally day by day, um, working towards it. Um, you know, it's not automatic. Um, I mean, the love is there, but you know, I, ch- I check in every day with her. We talk every day, literally. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's, yeah, there, there is some, um, I don't know if there's, I mean, there's plenty to talk about, but yeah, we'll definitely have to get into the weeds of things and the nitty gritty, but we've, we've already done that on her end. And of course I need to talk about my whole spiel, you know, all, all the stuff that all the episodes that I've been doing, you know, recently. And, um, and then we'll, we'll, we'll make our way. It's not necessarily a, uh, a hard thing to do. Um, she's made it very easy. She's made it a safe space, which I love, you know, it's great. So I, I am truly thankful for her and I appreciate her very much. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, am I asking the right questions? I am. And I will continue to do so, you know, and, um, we'll just keep living our uh, lifestyles. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you for listening to the Inquisitive Nobody podcast. You can find this podcast on multiple digital service providers, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Listen Notes, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Vero at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D. If you have any questions or topics you want me to discuss, you can email me at T-I-N-Q-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. That is tinkpodcast at gmail.com. And I'll read your suggestions on the next show. So after today's episode, I'm not saying I have the dating world figured out, but I am getting closer to figuring out a way to love within it. Thank you for listening. My name is Martini Jean, and I am the Inquisitive Nobody.